So we have been we have been doing readings from uh, Corinthians for the last like nine weeks, and we have got to one Corinthians thirteen. For many people, I'm sure one of their favourite chapters, and a really interesting chapter to have read uh, both when you're bands are being read, but also uh, at, a, at a baptism. So um, I'm just going to read it now, and then we'll invite Barbara back to the front to share her reflections on it. And now I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in human or angelic tongues, but I do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonour others, it is not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, it always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then, we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Barbara is going to come and speak to us now. Shall we pray as she comes? Lord God, we thank you for your word and for this phenomenal vision of what love is and what it means and also what it is not. Lord, we pray that as Barbara speaks to us this morning, we will gain a new sense of your love, of your love for us and of the love you would have us share with each other. Prepare our hearts to receive your message now. Thank you, Father. Amen. I've only been here a couple of hours, and they've already discovered I'd move all the furniture. (laughs) I suspect that that passage from Paul's letter to the Corinthians is maybe one of the best-known passages from the Bible. It's a powerful tribute to a love that bears all things, believes all things, and hopes all things. A love that endures all things. 
I've been asked to include it in wedding services. I've been asked to include it in funerals. And today we've heard it as we've celebrated Freddie's baptism. In its original context, Paul's letter is written to people who are new Christians in that area of Corinth. And because they were new, we think that Paul perhaps tempered some of his words and teaching because he showed his care and his devotion to this newly gathering group of people learning about God's love. We understand that like most Christian communities and congregations, the people in that church in Corinth were something of a mixed bag. We understand that some found it really hard to let go of their supposed high status and tried to import their ideas into what was happening. Other people discovered spectacular and and perhaps noisy gifts of the spirit and in the way they used their gifts, they found or perhaps invented their own version of a high status. Some were even priding themselves on having special secret knowledge. Sometimes as we look at church congregations now, we feel that maybe in some instances nothing much has changed. But Paul stressed that being like resounding gongs or clanging cymbals or having faith that can move a mountain or even giving away everything. None of that is anything if there's not love underpinning it. Having addressed a number of issues and censured people in in some way, Paul then makes his bold declaration. As John Lennon and Paul McCartney put it, All you need is love. If you're of a certain generation, and I include myself in that, your early recollection of the words from Paul's letter might be that it spoke of faith and hope and charity. And it's recognised now that that's probably not a very good translation. It's far better to use faith and hope and love. And maybe our current understanding of charity within charity organisations isn't especially helpful. Paul is writing about something that takes effort. Our English word, the word in our English language that says love, often isn't terribly helpful when we we want to consider what that concept is. The Greek language has four words. C.S. Lewis of Narnia fame wrote a book called The Four Loves and he spoke about philia, which means love between friends. He wrote about storge, meaning a, a natural empathetic love, perhaps between family. 
and he wrote about eros, which is the erotic kind of love. And then there's agape, the love of God which binds Christian people together and it binds them to God. And Paul's teaching focuses on encouraging the Corinthians to appreciate the wonder of this gift. And as he describes this love, Paul answers the question, what is love? By describing what love does and what love doesn't do. translation we heard this morning talks about love being patient and kind. It talks about not being envious, not boasting or self-seeking. The paraphrase of the Bible that Eugene Peterson has produced called The Message sometimes needs to be read quite carefully, but when it looks at this passage, it challenges us when Peterson writes that love doesn't strut. It doesn't have a swelled head. It isn't always me first. It doesn't keep a score of the sins of other people. It never looks back, but keeps going to the end. some hard-hitting words and concepts to, to take on board. And although Paul doesn't make direct links with the life of Jesus, his words would no doubt have resonated with his hearers who knew the stories of the life and mission of Jesus. When we hear today's passage in the context of the whole letter, which has been the basis of thought here during the past weeks, it becomes clear that Paul is addressing problems in his church in Corinth. But that passage is far more than a local issue. Paul finds words to describe the greatest of God's gifts, words that have rung true for Christian people in every generation. The love that surpasses even faith. Faith which is the grateful and trusting acceptance of God as God is. And surpasses hope which is the future aspect of faith. Love is the greatest because through love we share the life of God. The Corinthian people would have recognised this through the accounts of the work of Jesus. And we use those accounts in our context too. In Freddie's baptism, we reflected on the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. And Freddie and I shared with you some of our talk about all this for you. 
Even in his youth, he was excited about them. If you'd seen him rushing around his kitchen last week, you'd have realized just how much he was taking and how enthusiastic he is. And we should be too. Paul was encouraging the Christian community to show their love for God by their love for each other as God loves us. The need for love in everything is paramount to individual and to church life. The Gospels record how when Jesus sat at the Last Supper with his disciples, he followed up words from the Old Testament with a new commandment. He reminded them from the Old Testament, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your strength and with all your soul and your neighbour as yourself. And then Jesus went on. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. So as we consider Paul's words, all he's said about squabbling and seeking high regard and so much more, a good response for us is to hold on to the truth that we need our faith and hope, but love has to underpin it all. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, but love extravagantly. We're going to listen to a song which expresses those love values. For some of you, it might be quite familiar. For others, it may be new. The words will be on the screen. And as you listen, I invite you to think about the Christian message of love. And it's part in your life. And look at the words to consider a relationship with God. Because love does change everything.
Thank you. Bye-bye.